0: And ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. So many people stay in relationships that are unsatisfying or painful. Knowing that the relationship is not working, but not knowing what to do can just be excruciating. It's like some awful purgatory of either ignoring issues or endlessly analyzing them. Whether you've been with somebody for a few months or a few decades, it's really worth taking the time to examine your relationship. When I work with clients, we look at four things, the narrative, the story, the trigger, and the meaning. The narrative is what actually happened. This is like the brass tacks, what was said, who said it, when did the issue start? It's so important to have this objective, basic understanding of all of these. And then we look at the story. The story is, what are you making it mean? What are your thoughts and feelings about what is happening? Very often the story and the narrative are wildly different. The third component that we look at is the trigger. What is the challenging pain for you? When your partner does something or doesn't do something, what is happening in your body? This is where your deep core feelings, your fears and your desires are all tangled up in the trigger. And this is why it can be so difficult to sort it out, to sort your feelings around the issue out, because the best opportunity for understanding this sort of root of your pain is when your partner's actually triggering you. But that's the very hardest moment to stop and check in with your body and do the processes to go for deeper understanding. This is where working with a coach is so powerful. In coaching, you can put yourself in a situation where the trigger feels like it's happening with a coach guiding you. And then you take the time to stop, do processes to become aware of how your body is reacting. So let's say, for example, your partner always walks out of the room or gives you the silent treatment when you bring up a grievance. When you bitch about this to a friend, it helps to offload some of this sadness or frustration around your partner's withdrawal. But venting doesn't really hold many answers. But in coaching, we put you in the vision of that exact situation, bring up those feelings real time, and then we check in with the body. So often we run with feelings by analyzing them. But in a coaching container, you're going to be invited to feel them. The actual sensations in your body hold so much wisdom. So, if your partner's giving you the silent treatment, and this feels like in your body, like maybe a heavy boot on your chest, we'll go into that heaviness and ask a lot of questions to get clarity. And the answers can be so illuminating. They're not always what the client thinks they are. And this is because the real clarity is not in the thinking, but in the feeling. The fourth piece to investigate is the meaning. What are you making this specific situation or aspect of a relationship mean about yourself, about your partner, or the relationship as a whole? Are you making your partner giving the silent treatment mean that you are insignificant or that they don't care about you at all? Get clarity on what you're making things mean and then ask, is this true? Once you have these four layers of understanding, you can then ask yourself the four relationship clarity questions. The first and most basic is, do you want to be in the relationship? I mean this seems like it would be an easy one but so many people struggle to know the answer that feels true to them are you all in are you all out or are you one foot in and one foot out something i find really useful here is to take the pressure of all in forever and ever amen till i die when my oldest was making their college decision i offered that this is not an irreversible decision Take some of the pressure off and ask yourself, are you like a hell yes to doing the work all in right now? Are you willing to breathe life into it? If you're a no or a maybe, is it you? Like, are you creating distance and space because of something that's going on with you? This question of am I in or out is going to be directly related to your values. What is your mission in this life? What feels like your deep purpose and how does this relationship fit into that sort of North Star? The second question is, do you need to change the boundaries or the container of the relationship? So working on your inner reality isn't going to help that much if the container or boundaries are the issue. The container is, how is this relationship operating? And so everything from monogamy to living on a different continent, like if your partner does not want to ever, ever live together, and you really know that you can't be fully satisfied until you do cohabitate, this is going to be a problem. Can it be changed? Can it be negotiated? You may love someone with the tenderest and fiercest parts of your heart and the container makes the relationship impossible. And how are your relationship boundaries? Do you know your boundaries, but you let them fall away when you get into a deep loving relationship? This is so common, but it can be overcome with practice, embodiment, and commitment. Boundaries must be thought of as just the fuel for great relationships. Question three is what do you truly desire? Another seemingly simple question, but one that few people know about themselves. Do you know what you truly desire? Is it to be known? To let out your lusty and wild side? To feel freedom, security, safety, trust, and absence of judgment in relationship? To be playful? Do you know both your superficial desires and your deepest desires? Both are important and valid by the by. We tend to use this word superficial as like something that's to be avoided, but it all rolls into knowing your desire. In the case of a partner who gives the silent treatment in anger, your superficial desire is to be spoken to, just talk to me, to be acknowledged. But your deeper desire may be to feel honored or respected, to feel cherished, to really feel deeply connected. You will never feel fulfilled in any relationship until your desires are known by you and met. And this is your responsibility. But think of it as a gift to yourself and your partner when your needs and desires are known and communicated. It's so good. Number four, how can you get your needs met? I will get to the have the conversation about getting needs met in just a sec. But first, how will you take responsibility for getting your needs met? This is not always on your partner. If you're craving respect or playfulness or lust, what are you doing to grow these in yourself? And then have the conversation with your partner about your needs and desires and how they fit into it. And this can take an enormous amount of courage, especially if this is like a long term relationship where you have left your desires unfulfilled and unspoken for so long that expressing them is going to feel like a criticism or a threat to the relationship, but so worth talking about it. My first tip in communicating is the context and space should be right. So pick an appropriate time and a place to have this conversation, not on your way to an event where one of you has a speaking engagement or like to your mother-in-law's. Pick a place that feels really yummy and relaxing to both of you. Start with something genuinely positive when you bring this up. Here's a kind of hokey example. If you want your partner to take on more of the cooking, say that you really love the way they spread the mayo on your sandwich. Try to offer a compliment first or a gratitude, not to manipulate but to sincerely start the conversation in the spirit of appreciation. Next, when you express the need, give your why. This is so important to share why you need this. Give it some thought. Why do you want your partner to cook more? Are you bored with your own cooking? Do you wanna feel nurtured, literally and figuratively fed? When you know why something matters to someone, it motivates you to give it to them. Your partner may not wanna cook more, but they do deeply wanna care for your needs. If it feels less like a chore and more like a loving offering, it'll go over so much better. My next tip is give crystal clear and very specific action steps of what the partner can do to meet the need, even if it seems super obvious. So you may say like, I want you to cook more, And they may think that that means like bringing home takeout. But what you really mean is, can you plan and shop for and prepare three meals a week? Be very specific of what that looks like to you. And then be receptive of your partner's feedback, of what they're capable of doing. Remember, this is a conversation, but don't let it fall away if it's important to you. When you're discussing a deep need and desire with your partner, use those same steps, but roll in how vulnerable it is to share this need. When you begin with something like, this is really vulnerable and a little bit scary to share with you, the tone is set for caring and support rather than inciting defensiveness because it's received as a criticism. For example, if you know that you have a deep fear of abandonment and this comes up as a deep need to be reassured that your partner's not bailing every time there's a disagreement, you can say something like, to me, Thank you. the cat because of the way I was brought up and my mother abandoning us when you give me this silent treatment it feels like that all over again to me acknowledge that this reaction may only make sense to you but it's really your truth it's what's going on inside of you when something comes up you want to share it so that they know what often happens is that when this need is repeatedly met the wound heals and their silence no longer feels like death it just Feels like hey what's up with you you're kind of quiet expressing things also clears up some of this untrue meaning you may have made your partner's silent treatment mean that they considered you insignificant but if you bring it up You might find out that they were all that time they were silent, quietly beating themselves up for having fumbled a disagreement with you. You never know until you talk about it. If you don't talk about it, it will create a rift and a contempt that will be hard to come back from. Ask those four questions to yourself to understand if you want the relationship truly, madly, deeply. If you want to work through relationship clarity with me, click the link in the show notes. The spinning is awful. Get out of it and into joyful momentum. You deserve this. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, Mm -hmm. to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others. And know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode, like, download, sleep with me under your pillow, click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter, and then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.